Welcome to Beyond the Routine with Bettina and Nick Shimanek. The podcast where we step away from the workouts and get real about life. We're a husband and wife duo, performance trainers, parents, and health and wellness experts. When we're not training professional athletes or traveling the world filming or leading workouts, we're sharing about life beyond the routine and how we find balance in all the unexpected and the chaos that our careers bring. Whether you're here to see what's going on in our crazy lives or how we manage our work-life balance, or you're interested in improving your overall health, we're here to take you beyond beyond the the routine. Welcome back to Beyond the Routine with Bettina and Nick Shimanek. We have a Q&A episode. So this is our 19th episode and we've been getting 19? questions. Yeah, 19. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's been, it's been a little bit every yeah. single week. We have a new episode and yeah. we've, we've been getting tons of questions and we picked eight of them. We've been getting a lot of really great questions, but we also had a few questions that inspired us to have full episodes featured on those questions. So... We will not answer some of those today, but we, yeah, picked, we were like trying to, yeah, we should were, we have those questions in here? Yeah. And we were like, actually, that could be a whole episode. Yeah. So, so thank just, you for inspiring yeah. us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, b- before we get dive into the questions, I don't really know if we have too many updates. I feel like, I mean, Osa's will be six weeks. He is six weeks by the time this episode airs. Airs? Is that like a thing on podcasts? Airing? Airs. Releases. Releases. I, yeah. I, I think. Airs is like if they were it was on the radio or we were live, right? Uh, this isn't really my industry. <laughs> oh, okay. I just throw on the headphones and talk. I just wanted to mic. sound fancy and be like, ooh. <laughs> da, da, da. Yeah. Okay. No, but That's yeah. A question for oh. B Red. <laughs> but Osa will be six. He is six weeks. Um, and we've survived. We're surviving. We've been six get- weeks and then we're going to hit the gas pedal on yeah, the travel. on the travel. I know. Actually, my Cairo today was like, oh, we're going on our first our first vacation on uh, as a family of four. And like her her second kid is like almost a year old. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're crazy. <laughs> yeah, literally. <clears throat> so he's going to turn. He'll be, does, he'll when, be two how, months. He'll be. Yeah. He'll be exactly two months when we leave. Yeah. But then we'll be gone for almost a month. No, we'll be gone Three for two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. We're leaving on oh, a yeah, Sunday. Oh, yeah, then we come back yeah. and then I go back. Yeah, not, not for a while. Like, yeah. For like two weeks. Because then mm. I go to Chicago and then you go to LA. But anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so Osa. It, lots it, of travel. Yeah, lots of travel coming up. Coming up. Um, we have been. It's It's been pretty, pretty chill. I think I think the Texas life is good for us. <laughs> we have a lot of space. You know, we've been able to like. Get Aluna to just be entertained outside while Osa naps. I've been wearing him a lot. It's really hot, which is the only thing that I don't love when I wear him because he's just on me and he's just sweating. And I'm like, is he going to be okay? Yeah. It's so hot. Yeah. Um, I remember being at um, like my brother's baseball games growing up. Yeah. And I would like, this is whenever I'm like six, maybe or eight or something. And I would like run over to my mom, jump in her lap while she's sitting like in the lawn chair. (laughs) And I remember her telling me. It is way too hot. You have to get off of me. And now <laughs> I used to be like, man, what? It's not even that bad. Aww. And then now I know, like, I just yeah, sit on the back mm-hmm. patio with Aluna. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, oh my God. Oh okay. My I love you, but I just need you to just she, and she sit in your own chair for a second. She always wants to be picked up right now. Pick up. Just because Osa. Yeah, because Osa's being picked up all the time. So yeah. we have to explain to her that she is a big girl and that Osa can't walk yet. So. 
Yeah. It's okay that you don't get picked up all the time. It's hard, yeah. but it is we're going it is. through a, a stage with her. Yeah, but we're gonna keep keep trucking. Yeah, try to make it on the other side in one piece. Or oh, this hopefully is... alive and certainly in one piece as well. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a lot. This is not related, but kind of related. And Nick is gonna roll his eyes, and I'm even talking about this. Mm. But this is very exciting. I finally got one of those self heating mugs. And if you're okay, I know I knew he was going to look at me like crazy, but if you're a parent, especially a mom, no offense, especially a mom, you got a lot of responsibilities. You got to be running around. Everyone's like, you know, everyone wants you every two seconds. It is so nice. And I know I just complained about it being hot, but we have air conditioning on inside. It is so nice to drink a hot drink. So we ha- I have this like fancy mug that just even you put the water in it, it stays hot. Or the coffee in or whatever it is that you drink. It stays hot for like an hour. Not just stays hot like a Yeti. But it like stays, the perfect amount. Like you have an app on yeah, your phone that's connected to the... Yeah. Yeah. This is not a, a sponsored ad. This is just legitimately me being like so excited about this mug. Yeah. Because every time before, before I got this mug, every time I got it or every time I made a drink... You would make I the would drink have, and then you would go yes. put Osa down. And then by the time you came it back, was so it, was, it was cold and sad. So yeah, now I, I have a perfectly warm cup of drink. <laughs> warm cup of drink. Drink. And with that, <laughs> let's go into our first tee up the first question, question, which has nothing to do with drinking coffee. <laughs> um, this one is I I'm not sure how to say the name, but I I'm going to try. Yeah, I don't I don't even know. Anna Anna Anasa. From Anasaya, <laughs> I'm sorry. I would love for you to help me pronounce your name. So hit us up and send me a voice note. I love voice notes. Um, her question is, what kind of workout would you recommend to complement running? Um, I'm assuming you're, mean, you're talking about long distance running, not like sprinting or like not even yeah. long distance running, but even if it's like a 5K or anything longer than a mile, which I think yeah. is longer than sprinting. Yeah. Yeah, um, I would just say general strength training Yep, off the bat, you know. So you're getting that um, aerobic work and also that, that slow twitch um, muscle activation from the longer distance stuff and yeah. kind of that oxidative work. So I would say to complement that, um, I would just do some basic strength yeah. work. Not, not even crazy strength work either. I would just maybe two or three days a week. Mm-hmm. One day lift like pretty heavy, push it pretty good. And then maybe the second day lift, I don't know, 70 to 80% for kind of a moderate rep range, mm-hmm. you know? So it's kind of like yeah, heavy, heavy strength and kind of moderate strength, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I know if you are, tra- are you training for a marathon, you're you're obviously going to be running a lot, probably three to four, maybe even five, maybe even six days a week, um, you know. I would think that the heavier loads wouldn't be ideal if you're going to do a long run the next day. So normally people do their long runs on a Saturday or Sunday because they have time. So on that Friday, I wouldn't do a heavy lower body workout. I would try to stick to something pretty simple, maybe more total body, higher rep ranges and focusing on um, maybe even just upper body. But just keep in mind when you're running, you're also, you know, you're moving your upper body too. So Strength work in your upper body is is just as important as the lower body. Um, you know, you want your back to be strong um, because you're going to be driving your elbows back a lot when you're moving and you want your posture to be strong. Um, and then just in general, lower body. But 
like hamstring focused work? Um, yeah, I would just say I mean, basic and, like squats, you said, basic yep. deadlifts, like um, do some hamstring and quad work. I don't yep. think you neglect anything. I think you do calf raises. I think you do isometric stuff. So just like get in positions and just hold those positions. Um, cause essentially you want to get stronger so you can absorb and, and produce. I don't really, I guess absorb. Yeah. That's yeah. the way that most people, yeah, you're really producing force eccentrically and concentrically, not necessarily absorbing force, but that's another episode. But anyways, yeah. So you want to absorb air quotes and produce force more effectively and efficiently. So if I'm not strong mm-hmm. every time I land, if I'm super weak, it's just like, like a hard like jarring you know yeah um on the joints and stuff so maybe a little more a little more detrimental if you're talking about running like longer distance like we're we're talking about yeah so if we're we have a little more muscle mass not a not a ton like you don't want to go too far because there's a point of diminishing returns but if we have a little more muscle mass and we're a little stronger and we can reduce the impact just a little bit yeah you know what i mean it's a little bit less damaging to the body so maybe that yep equates to a more efficient 5k maybe less steps or whatever you know so core strength is really important too i remember when i yeah i think core and posture yeah just posture like you said earlier it's all i mean it's all important the strength the core even yoga just to stretch but um when i was when i did my first marathon ever I had like a hip thing afterwards and I had to go see a physical therapist and she actually had me do a whole like core activation thing before I worked out. So like I was doing dead bugs, holding, you know, sitting on my back, pressing against my thighs and just activating my core before I ran Um, and then doing like a bunch of hip work too. So if you're someone that wants to really get serious about it, maybe look up some things that you could do before your workouts it's only like five to ten minutes it doesn't have to be it's not to be super intense instead of just going straight up for a run no for sure i would say just kind of like move around and bounce around Mm -hmm. a little bit do some like pogo hops you can go look like youtube a pogo hop Mm -hmm. um but essentially just bouncing up and down with just my my foot and ankle complex moving um just so you can kind of stimulate some of that lower limb activation and then some isometric stuff and would you agree that in order to have just like a whole body, holistic strength in your body, they should also train to move in multiple directions since in running, you're constantly just moving forward. So like doing, yeah. you know, lateral lunges and doing stuff like that. Is really yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's basically the only way that I train, though, yes. is like three dimensional. So I think like that's I'm really always... important for everyone to remember, like it's not yeah. just about working just basic squats, basic strength. And that is really good. But if you yeah. want a good holistic um, strength in your body, yeah. I think that's good to do that. But yeah, yeah Nick, sure. Nick, just in general, if you follow him and watch his I his rotate content, every day. Yep. Either and swing the golf club or I do something on the Kaiser, mm-hmm. throw the medicine ball. So that's important. So if you're running a lot, you should be doing all those things to move yeah, in completely different stuff, directions. Yeah. 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 Expose your body to, I guess more situations yep you know so then you can figure out those situations in the in the future um and that kind of leads us into our next question number two on the list from caitlin what is the difference between higher reps with smaller weights versus heavier weights for less reps oh shout out caitlin she's one of our lineup with us members hey shout (laughs) out to caitlin um so yeah so essentially um so say i'm doing a squat 
and I have just the bar on my back and it's not very heavy. And I'm doing that for like 15 reps or I throw like a 45 on each side and it might be a little more, you know, heavy or or demanding from me. So maybe I do that for like six or eight reps. Um, the heavier you are, you are in your load, um, obviously the lower our reps will be, but it's going to be more strength and more anaerobic, um, I guess, dominant. So it's going to be more strength-based. So we're going to actually get strong and build, like the way I like to look at it is like you're building horsepower. Mm. Whenever you go like 80, 90% plus of what your max is, hey, 100% is absolutely the most I can do. If I'm going above like 85, 90%, I'm working like on the circa max to absolute max strength side of things. So I'm going to be getting stronger. Um, whenever I'm going higher reps with a smaller weight, it's kind of like more similar to like running or like a cardio situation, you know, it's more of like a muscular endurance situation. Um, and I like to think about that as like, kind of like building the armor, Mm -hmm. you know? So the, the heavy stuff and like the super fast stuff is like your horsepower And then the stuff in between where it's like a moderate rep range or a moderate weight and we're doing like 10 to 12 reps or maybe 15 to 20 reps, that's kind of like building the tissue and like Mm -hmm. building, making us more resilient, you know, um, and kind of building like your armor for your Yeah, if you're a beginner strength person, I would most definitely start with higher rep ranges, lighter weights, just to get your body used to it because of that purpose. You know, you should definitely, yes, groove patterns into your body, your mind body connection. Like you don't want to just jump in and put a heavy weight on your back and only do four to five reps. It's, um, you want to get to that at some point. I think everybody needs to to lift. But especially if you're brand new, like you want to be able to get used to those movement patterns. Certainly. And just get comfortable, like confidence Mm -hmm. in the gym or wherever you're working out. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I think certainly start, like you said, certainly starting with the smaller, the smaller weights with the higher reps, getting really confident and then going to a more moderate, moderate, you know, moderate weight and reps and then transitioning down to something heavier for, for fewer reps. Yeah. And maybe that's one phase. Yep. And that phase takes, I don't know, two months or something, three months. And then you can go back to the higher rep range. Correct. But maybe more challenging movements, you know, than you did in the previous phase. Mm -hmm. So progress the movement a little bit or, you know, maybe do a one arm Mm -hmm. instead of bilateral or one leg instead of, you know, doing like a normal squat. We're doing walking lunges now or whatever for the same reps. Yep. So. Yeah, progress the exercise, but yeah, certainly, like you said, start, start, get comfortable and then progress to that. Yeah. Heavy, heavy loads. Cool. Well, number three is from Kate and she asks, how do you know when what you're doing for training works and when to switch it up? Um, this is a good one. I think, I think as far as when to switch it up, I think, and I'm guilty of this too. I think people switch switch phases and like training too frequently. So just from a logistical side of things, like when you know something's working or when to switch it up, I think you have to be very consistent for a fair amount of time Yes. to even know yes. if it's working or if it's not working. Yeah. You know, like three, four days a week for, 
you know, a few months yep. with consistent eating. That's why a lot of programs are the same workouts for like yeah. four weeks. Yeah. And no, then for you sure. change it up. That's typically how I program mm-hmm. is I'll program in like three or four week blocks and it's, hey, we're doing a bilateral squat for 12 reps this week. And then next week we're going to go a little heavier, but we're going to do 10 reps. And then the next week we're going to go eight reps. Like we're doing the same movement. movement, We're just getting heavier, 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 lower reps. Um, And heavier could mean more reps with the same weight just because you're challenging yourself more. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Just progressing in some capacity from week to week. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like I said, just you have to be, you have to be consistent. You can't just, like I said, to start the question, what most people do is, um, you know, two weeks in, it's like, shit, yeah, I don't, you get bored or I you're like, fo- nothing, yeah, bored. Nothing, I don't look different. Yeah. Nothing's happening. Yeah. But I ate good three days, but then I ate bad the other four days yeah. of the week. And I was like, you know what I mean? It's just not yeah. be consistent for like two or three months. And you'll really see the changes. And I you'll just, start to see some changes. I just saw a really cool clickbait. <laughs> I'm guilty for the clickbait. Some really cool, a cool clickbait of a guy who just like took a selfie in the mirror over a span of two years. And I think it was just like almost like every week he just took a picture. And of course, like in those first few, like maybe three months, you probably don't, he probably didn't see a ton, like a ton yeah. of difference. But after feel so it. much time, you feel the change, but really you don't necessarily cool see, it. To see the significant yeah, like, oh, significance yeah. in two years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, and that's why recording and recording your workouts, like as far as like writing them down and like keeping track of what you're doing is really important as far as the weight that you're doing, even how you're feeling is really important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we preach about sleep and all of those things and how important that goes in, but also how your sleep is improving and how other things improve over that span of time. Yep. It, it kind of snowballs all together. So yeah. Just make sure you stay consistent. I think that's really just the the biggest thing there. Yeah, I would say, but if for Caitlin, who, or I guess Kate, who asked the question, I would say if you're looking for like a hard number, I would say be consistent for, Kate. you know, yeah. yeah, Kate, I would say be consistent for two months at the least Yeah. before you consider changing, you know, what you're doing. Yeah. Like if you want an actual number it's, to go off of. And Especially if you're someone that's really conditioned to working out, I feel like that's Especially, it's going to take longer. It's going to take much longer. If you're longer. someone that's brand new, you're probably going to see some new things happening in two weeks. You're going to be like, wow, yeah. this is, I've never felt this way. And then in a month in, you're going to be like, wow. And then if you've been someone that's working out for two years, it's going to be harder. It's going to be harder. Yeah. So just, but it's not, be a, I mean, it's not impossible, obviously. Yeah. So, um, so number four on the list from Sydney. Have you ever had an injury that prevented you from training? And if so, how did you stay positive? Did you ever have? I had, I've never broken any bones, but I've had a lot of like, um, not acute injuries, just more like chronic things that happen. So I mentioned when I was doing the marathon, I had a hip thing. Yep. Um, That was in 2014. I remember in my marathon, I... If you're training for a marathon, train for the marathon. I got cocky after, like, I think I didn't do one of my long runs. And I was like, oh, I'll be fine. And then the day of the marathon, I went too fast. Like, I went way faster than I, Mm -hmm. in the first few miles. And then after mile, like, 14, I couldn't bend my knee anymore. But I finished. Um, 
but yeah, that hip, hip, and uh, hip injury. And then my foot, I've had like a chronic foot thing for the, the longest probably time. Caused yeah. Has the something hip, to do with the foot. Definitely. It's all connected. And my foot is why I don't really run yeah. long distances. Yeah. Um, so I had a neuroma on my foot. Um, just, just some weird stuff going on. And then last year, or no, was it last year? Yeah. Last year I had wrist surgery. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, so it obviously it both of those things prevented me from training, from running, and especially with the the foot in, um, injury, I was training for a half marathon and I couldn't do it anymore after that because I was like, okay, well, it just not it's not going to help. Um, yeah. But in order for me to stay positive, um, I just really concentrated on the things that I could do. Mm-hmm. When it came to my wrist, same thing. Like you do a lot of things with your wrists. But with the equipment that we had at home, I tried to focus on things that didn't involve me holding weight. Um, I tried to do plank stuff that would that would involve me on my forearms. I just really focused on celebrating all the things that I was capable of doing because that's so important because it's so easy to just dwell and like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. Oh, I, my foot's injured. So oh, I'm blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know, so finding ways to adapt is is very very important and that's how i stay positive yeah yeah for sure um i feel like i haven't had anything incredibly substantial that held me out for too long um or your hand surgery right yeah but i mean i guess i didn't work out really for like a month but i was doing rehab and stuff so i was kind of working out and i was also in college playing football so it was kind of my job at that point you know So I didn't really have a choice but to stay positive or not. It was like, you know, um, I would say every now and then I'll do something stupid around the house. Oh, remember when you, okay, no, not even around the house. Okay, so. The parallettes? Yes. Yeah. If you you follow me on Instagram, on one of my top three on the very top is me doing these parallette things. Where you do like a L sit hold and then you like come in and you tuck, kick up and kick your legs up. And I worked on that for a long time. And this guy. He thought he could just jump on those things and just do yeah. it. Yeah. So I did. I did, did one. It. I did one. Did and it, it was like, I was like, probably, I was like, damn, I was close. It felt good. And then I fell out of it pretty decent, pretty smooth. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to try it again. And then it didn't <laughs> go very good. No. And I, I collapsed so hard. I swear I broke a rib. I had to do something. You some, did. You my did back some, was your, fucked. You were for like, messed up for a while. For like a month or two. And I was like, mm, um, so. <laughs> but I think, I think whenever something like that happens, I think one, I think, like you said, just being adaptable. I think you yeah. can always find something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I couldn't really do anything intense, but like, I could walk. Yeah. So if I need to just walk and control my breath for mm-hmm. like really focus on breathing and like maybe, maybe try to enhance other, um, we talk about doing like this holistic approach to everything, maybe try to focus on like my meditation or my mm-hmm. cardio or whatever. Like maybe my nutrition needs to get more dialed in cause I'm not training as much. That's kind of like what I'm doing right now with postpartum. I know that I can't trade as hard, but so, so you got to be nutrition. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe just look at it kind of as like a, a silver lining as, Hey, maybe this gives me an opportunity to yeah. work on something that's, that's lacking. Yeah. I um, love that. To stay positive. And then also like, I mean, depending on the injury, like if I have knee surgery, 
you know, obviously for the first couple of weeks after my knee surgery, I probably shouldn't go super intense because of the medication and stuff. But after that, like I can, I can do upper body. I can do yeah. curls. I can do bench press. I can yeah. do, you know, I can do stuff to still stimulate and get like a good pump and a good feeling. Yeah. Um, and still feel like I'm doing something or vice versa. If I'm, if I have a banged up shoulder, like I can still do squats and calf raises. I just got to hold the weight differently or I got to. Exactly. Yeah. Do walking lunges with no weight. I just got to go for fucking a hundred yards instead of, yeah. you know, like I just got to tweak either the rep range or, you know, how I'm holding the weight or where I'm holding the weight or yeah. like whatever. Um, but I think to just say, oh, I rolled my ankle playing pickup basketball. I can't, I can't fucking do anything for the next three weeks. I think that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. yeah. You know, injuries, postpartum period. Anything that happens in life, you just have to remember that it's part of sickness. your journey. Yes, yeah, sickness, like sick vacation, yeah, everything, everything's gonna go up and down, and that's okay. Yeah, you know, to go back to the consistency thing, you know, it's really hard for a lot of people to be consistent for two months. Even as trainers, yeah, we aren't consistent for two months because of how life happens. Mm-hmm. So you have to give yourself grace. You have to be patient with yourself, and just like you said. Focus on the things you can control. Like, yeah. okay, I'm going to focus on meditation. I'm going to focus on this or that. So, yeah, that's just a really great outlook. Yeah. Mm, I love it. Yeah. So this next one has nothing to do with training, but I wanted to put it in here because we, I, oh, well, I don't think Nick gets this question a lot on his Instagram, but I get this question a lot. This one is from Monica and she says she wants to switch to cloth diapers and what tips and advice do we have? Now, I love cloth diapering. It's so cheesy, but every time I'm like laying them out in the sun, I always tell Nick, what do I say every time I do it? I'm so glad we do cloth diapers. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so proud. I don't know what it is, but it's just really, um, it like warms my heart to do it for some reason. Because, you know, I, obviously I'm, there's so many things to to do in order to help the earth. And obviously there are things that I might, I might do that aren't really helpful towards waste, but doing something like cloth diapering for some reason is like super rewarding to me. Um, And also it saves a ton of money. Uh, You know, you're spending a lot of money on cloth diapers or on regular diapers a year. We haven't even bought one pack of diapers for OSA Mm. yet. And it's been six weeks. Um, I bought I think a total of 10 newborn diapers because we have a bunch from Aluna. But and how much were the 10? Um, I think for each, each one was like about $10. So about so 120 bucks. bucks. Yeah, 120 bucks. And we can use those for a while. And how much do you think you would go through in diapers and oh, regular diapers in a six week period? I have no idea. It'd probably be a hundred something dollars worth, I would imagine. I guess so. Maybe a hundred bucks or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess when we go, when we go, when we travel, we buy disposable diapers and it's about i think it's only about like 50 60 bucks i guess it depends it depends on how much your baby's pooping too yeah. but um no but in order if for tri- t- tips and tricks number one if your goal isn't to save money but you're more like thinking of the eco side um there are a lot of services especially in bigger cities like la like i remember looking into it but it was a lot more expensive to do it um but the, they, you actually just have your cloth diapers you put them in a thing and then you leave them on your doorstep and some picks them up and they wash them for you and they do a whole thing. So that's kind of cool if that's the route that you want to go. 
But what we do is we buy um, a brand called Nora's Nursery, which I've really liked because they're, uh, this is the ones that we use for Luna because they're, they're called pocket diapers. They're like a shell that's open that you put like liners in there. So you could put multiple liners in. Yeah. So we put, normally we put like two in there just to absorb. Yeah. During the day. Because she's older. Um, But at night we put three to absorb the pee when she sleeps. Mm -hmm. But um, as far as how do we wash them? I just, I put a sanitizer in there, but I use a regular detergent sanitizer. I have it on a pre-soak and then I have it on wash on hot. And then rinsing multiple times. And then since it's so hot out here in, in Texas, I almost said LA, Aww. Um, <laughs> in Texas, uh, we just let it sun dry. And that's, it's like, it's so amazing. Like this is going to be TMI for the people that don't have kids, but so like breast milk poop is like yellow mm-hmm. and sometimes stains, it though. stains the diapers but whenever we put them in the sun it completely it goes away like yeah. it's white afterwards it's pretty exciting yeah but anyway um satisfying it's very satisfying <laughs> I, mean, I mean usually whenever i'm you know putting them in the cloth diapers i'm thinking like i said i have cloth diaper and then like an hour later i'm like nick i can't believe this sun and every time and you're like i know you say this every time yeah but it's just exciting to see how white it becomes into the sun. So if you can, if you're in a place that you can sun dry them, put them in the sun. Because it's every once in a while, we just put them inside if it's raining or something. But yeah. um, Or in, during the winter. But if you can, put them in the sun. Do it. My plan is like, I usually wash them in the morning and then make sure they're out by like noon. So like they can get the hottest sun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have a separate pail for the diapers themselves. And then I have like a regular diaper pail for like the wipes. And then if we use disposable diapers, we do. But um, yeah, that's an easy little tip. I, I'd love to dive in more to that if you yeah. want me to on my Instagram. But if you're listening to this about for training, you're probably not very interested in the cloth diapers. But yeah. I think you should share this with someone that might be interested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, number six from Brad. Um what is the moment in your career that stands out or means the most to you? This is a fun one. Um, I would say, I would probably just say maybe getting picked up by the chargers in the first place to move to Los Angeles. Uh, Um, because obviously I met you like, yeah, yeah, because it could have been, no, that's very exciting. It could have been 30, I guess there's two teams in Los Angeles. So it could have been 30 other destinations. Um, well, you, and I you wanted to go to UCLA. Went. So, well, like, be, to go to so UCLA, like being yeah, in LA was, is cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then living in Orange County for a while, like a year, and then also living in LA and closer to the West Side for two or three years. It was just, I feel like I got to experience a lot of, you know, different spots um, in Los Angeles. And then obviously, started my training career met you like none of it would have ever happened had i not so i could have very easily gotten picked up by the jacksonville jaguars and and as soon as i was done playing ball i would have not stayed in florida i would have went straight back to texas so like shit would have been way different yay la chargers for taking you since LA. since (laughs) la was so fun i was like I was with the Chargers and then got released by the Chargers, picked up by the Washington football team. Um, So I went and lived in Virginia for a little bit. And then once I got released by them, I was like, fuck it, I'm not going back to Dallas. I'm just going to go to 
back to LA and, um, you know, work out there and train there and try to make it or whatever. And then once that ended was just like, shit, let's just see, you know, if I can make a career here. So, and then ended up staying for four years. Yeah. And now we're back in Texas with your LA. So I think it was like a a perfect timing of like a full circle meeting you. Yeah. Having a Luna and then having Osa here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I feel like, so when I first became a trainer, I had a lot of imposter syndrome. And so I thought accolades and titles were the things that I should be celebrating. Like when I was the fitness director at Crosstown Fitness, like if I was at a meeting, I'd be like, yeah, I'm the fitness director at Crosstown. And I'd only been training for like two years or something. So I thought it was like the thing that made me mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And then when I moved to Portland, I became uh, the women, ne- women's next fitness star of women's health magazine. I thought that was cool. Cause I was like another like cool accolade to like put on there, you know, on top of Nike master trainer and all these like quote unquote titles. Mm-hmm. But I think the coolest thing is the most recent things that I've been able to do. And that's being able to represent women that are pregnant and being a Filipino and a mother and a working mom in two really big opportunities, actually three which we talked about recently, um, my women's health body issue. Mm-hmm. I got to represent pregnant women. I was naked and got to photograph there and talk about how powerful our bodies are. And then in the Nike Women campaign, also pregnant. And then even in that Rob Report magazine, but in, in two amazing campaigns, I've, I've just been really proud of that. And I think that's something that um, it's just going to be really cool to be able to show Aluna that one day mm-hmm. if yeah, she decides to to have kids. I hope she does because we want grandkids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if she decides to have kids, I, I don't want her to think that she has to stop doing what she what yeah. she loves. And you know, I w- I've still been able to train. I've still been able to show people what pregnant women can do and Filipino women, mm-hmm. especially because my mom even says that a lot of Filipino women are very um, timid and um, shy. At least if you grow up in the Philippines, that's really how it is. So it's cool to just be really bold and show like these like really like edgy, mm-hmm. you know, edgy, the edgy version of a, a Filipino. So um, I'm very, very proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good answer. Thanks. Uh, oh, okay. This, I don't even know if I know the answer to this one, but Alex asks, if there is one person you wish you could meet, who would it be? You go first. Cause I don't know. <laughs> I actually know. Never mind. Go All right, ahead. go for it. Well, I don't know. Let me think. I think that this should be not just one person you could meet because I think there's like a difference between just like meeting and shaking hands and like like having dinner with somebody. So yeah. like I think this should be like the person that you want to actually sit down and like have dinner with. Have dinner. Have with. like an hour long. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a hundred percent, Michelle Obama. Like I am obsessed with her. I've read both of her books. I just watched her. Um, I mean, if before the Michelle Obama era, I would have said Oprah. I just love that they're not like both of them. They're they're no bullshit. Okay, like they you can you look up to them and they're just like these cool women that have accomplished so much, have such great outlooks, so positive, and they just have this cool aura about them. But they also like you know that if you were to piss them off, they're not they're not going to be light on you, and I like it. <laughs> hmm. You're still so thinking that, of, that was your two yeah, Michelle and Oprah. Yeah, well, yeah, Michelle first, Michelle. but Oprah. It would be great if it was both of them together. Although I'd yeah. probably get really scared. I wouldn't even know what to ask them. <laughs> I would need to plan. Um, oh gosh, 
I'm going to say if there's dead one or alive. Person, say maybe dead or alive. Um, okay. Well, that's perfect then cuz I was going to say the two that just keep popping up would be Kobe. Mm. Just cuz mm-hmm. I think mentality-wise it'd just be awesome to just Yeah. Like oh. not that I'm going to not that I'm going to wake up at four o'clock every morning just to go get a workout in like he would. But I think just to like see it from his perspective and why he did it and why, mm-hmm. cause he's kind of like the, I mean, Jordan obviously, but he's he, mentality wise. He's like the people that yeah. or, or the person that everyone looks up to yeah. like that Mamba mentality or whatever. Yeah. So, um, but then on the flip side of it, I would say, I think it would be f- really cool to meet Conor McGregor too. Ooh. I could see I that would be a fun yeah. one. I think he would Just be a fun dinner. Yeah, because he's so loud and he'll yes. have a good time yes. and he talks crazy amount of shit like i feel like me and him would just oh yeah you guys would have so we would much talk fun. wild to each other and he would like be able to tell me stories and just like i think he had one of the most insane five four or five year stretches mm-hmm. ever like he got more famous than fucking anybody yeah. you know and he was like he was fighting in front of a thousand people like on welfare and literally in the next two years he was worth like a hundred million Wild. And it and it was he's got the coolest story because if you go back and watch he has like the thing on on Netflix, um, the documentary. But like if you like, I remember just watching all of his fights because I'm a huge UFC fan. But like literally the Friday b- before they fight, you know, like the day before the fight, they're at a press conference and he would say, "I'm gonna fucking knock this guy out like inside of two minutes," and then he would go do exactly what he said. And it's crazy to do that once. It's crazy to do it twice. But he literally did it like for five fights in a row or some shit. He would just call his shot and go out and do it. And whenever you're fighting grown men, it like doesn't work. That's scary. The fact that you can do that. That's really scary. And then the world, like, there's a lot of luck thrown in there. Like you knock somebody out in 10 seconds. Totally. Like I remember one time he said he was going to knock somebody out in the first minute. Uh, one of the greatest fighters of all time and he fucking knocked him out in 10 seconds and i'm like i don't even know if this guy's ever been knocked out and you knocked him out in 10 seconds so i think just to the culmination well, make sure of when you guys have dinner you don't piss him off remember whenever <laughs> we were just watching golf this last I was weekend just, i was thinking that yeah yes. we were watching golf and this guy who wasn't even supposed to be in the tournament just started playing out of his mind and then he hit the most insane hole in one shot ever and you were just like I just feel like sometimes just God or something is just yes. happening Yes, where shit is just clicking mm-hmm. and it's just like nothing can There's happen. Just hap- There's just There's shit just in the air. There's just some sort of juju going around. around and then, <laughs> yeah, I think Connor had like a three or four or five year stretch of that Yeah, where he was just, but then it gets to the point where you're like, damn, if he did it for that long, maybe it wasn't just shit in the air. Maybe he's just that guy. Yeah. And he's just doing it. Yeah. That would be so, definitely someone that you want to be around. A hundred percent. So I think, yeah, I think the, I don't even know who would be a better interview or not even interview just to, to sit down. I would fucking pay any amount of money to sit down with either one of those guys. Like so, it. and I'm sure you would do the same with Michelle. Oh and, Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd probably. You're like, what? The Take thing five years' salary to sit down. And I would have probably with... not know what to we'll say. Figure though. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Oh, I love it. Okay, well, we're finishing up with a really simple question, and it's from one of my followers, Ryan, who 
always has a question about the pups. And the question is just, how are the dogs? <laughs> they are up and down. <laughs> we have so much fun with them, but they're a lot, especially yeah, with the dogs the kids. are just so up and down. Yeah, like we, they're, they're, all three of them have the, the, the most different personalities. So it's and they're all three have just, you know, stuff that we just absolutely love and adore. And then also stuff that we're just like, bro, <laughs> you know, so I think just. We love them. We love them. They're, they're, they're up good. and down, though. Remy yeah. barks too much. Abel whines too much. He's just too needy. And then Aya, I don't know, Aya stinks maybe. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. stinks. She stinks a little bit more than the two of them just because she pees a little more because she's yeah, female. Yeah, she pees. She's female. She's a little older. Yeah. But also like. Abel protects the house. Remy protects the backyard. Yeah. Like and they have, Aluna loves Aluna Aya. loves Aya. Just crawls on her. Crawls She's the cuddle bug. She doesn't care about her stink. So I think there's just a couple. Yeah. There's, you know, there's pros they're and perfect. cons of all of them. As they're with perfect. Any, yeah, they're fucking. <laughs> they're a lot. Yeah. We have over yeah. 300 pounds of dog. Mm. More than that. Yeah, probably closer to... 350. Yeah, 300. Between 300 three, three, three hundred yeah, three fifty. that's a lot. But, yeah, this is a good, yeah. a good Q&A. A good I Q&A. Like. We've, we've been loving the questions. We love the feedback. And, and we'll continue to do this every... Yeah, every few episodes. 8 to 10 yeah. or so. Yeah, 8, 8 to 10, 10 episodes. episodes just to recap. It. And also, like we said, we, we've been inspired by some of the questions to do full episodes on. So stay tuned for those. We have been seeing your questions, even if you if you didn't we didn't answer them today. We see them and we're thinking about them. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking about you. Uh, but don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help us out, please. Um, you can do that, and don't forget to contact us if you would like at contact at beyondtheroutinepodcast dot com. See you next time. Boom. Peace. Peace. Just real quick, we'd like to remind you that while we are fitness and wellness professionals, we are not doctors or prescribing any medical advice. We do advise that before you change any of your habits or routines, you always should check with your healthcare provider.